Welcome to the Misha Rouser Show. I'm Misha, an organizational psychologist, and I'll be taking you down a path towards achieving professional success while still having fun. For over a decade, I have been guiding individuals and organizations through professional transitions. The goal this hour is to help you, your business, or organization create a successful, engaging atmosphere without sacrificing a positive culture. So let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Nisha Rouser Show. This show is all about leadership and professional development, everything you need to know to be more competent in your professional life, including communication skills, personal productivity, meeting without authority, emotional intelligence, and so much more. And by listening each week, you will acquire unique tools and gain exposure to proven tips and wisdom to help you in your professional development. Thank you so much for joining me. And Vinny, how are you doing today? Doing very well, and uh, <clears throat> pardon my little frogness, I'm perfectly fine, everybody. I know everyone's curious and wondering why I sound so deep in the voice this morning, but my voice isn't really cooperating. I feel like I was at a concert the last couple of days, but I haven't. It's just uh, my voice has decided to take a little vacation this next couple of days, but I'm, I'm totally good, and... Um, if you want to call me and I can speak, you know, to you if you really want me to do some voice work or something like that, it's kind of, you know, I, we were joking around on on the first couple of shows already this morning, like, it's like, oh, it's Barry White's cousin or Barry White's brother, it's Benny White, so, yeah, it's kind of fun, it's kind of fun. Well, you sound great to me, Benny. Thank you. So, I'm glad you're feeling okay. Oh, yeah, totally, and I appreciate it, and I would never not miss a show without you, so. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. And I would never miss a show, too. And In fact, today I am calling in from beautiful Hawaii, mm-hmm. where it's absolutely gorgeous. And it sounds like I picked the perfect time to go. It, apparently our house was out of electricity for a couple of days there. Yeah, we had a pretty nasty storm last weekend, but we're all uh, cleaning the we're cleaning up the ground, so to speak, and we're well underway to uh, another great week, actually. It's, gonna, it's, it's, it's mild now, so we're good. Nice. All right, so a couple of things that I wanted to make sure and go into before we start our show today is, one, um, again, if anybody would like to call in, what we're going to be talking about today is creativity, and not only creating and helping to foster creativity within your workplace, but also your own. And so, again, if anybody wants to call in, it doesn't necessarily have to be on that subject. But if they would like to call in, Vinny, would you like to do the numbers for me? Sure, would love to do that. It's 425-373-5527. Again, it's 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569. 888-298-5569. Hope to have you. Excellent. Thank you. And so, again, if you're welcome to call in, we are live right now. Um, and we're live every Tuesday morning on KKNW 1150 in the Seattle area. Now, if you would prefer, you're welcome to send me your questions. And to do that, you can just send them to my website at MishaRouser.com. And that's spelled M-E-I-S-H-A-R-O-U-S-E-R.com. And I would love to take and field more of your questions in the workplace. Um, and in fact... If um, just to let all of you know as well, on my website, you can get past shows. You can download those past shows. And if you would still like, 
You can even um, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. And in fact, on iTunes, I really, I need to do a couple of shout outs. I want to thank a number of you. I just put out my show on iTunes and I am so thrilled how many of you have already um, have rated the podcast and have given me some feedback. We had some feedback from Nancy from Whitney Island and from Dan Martin in Kingston. And again, I know I've had some more because and, I, and again, I apologize. I'm not calling you out and saying thank you because I've, I haven't been able to figure out. I could see when somebody go ahead, you know, and rank my the overall podcast, the Misha Rouser show. Um, but I can't see the individual um, rankings for each show, and I can't see who wrote those. And I know we, I've been getting a lot of five star ratings. So again, for all of you who have done that, thank you so much. It really is wonderful and it helps tremendously to rank those shows because as you know then that will increase the popularity and get the show in front of more people so that hopefully you can share the show with others so again i wanted to take a few moments and thank everybody so much for doing that and taking the time to do that it's been so cool benny it's it's so great to have that show out there i agree with you 100 percent Okay. All right. So what we're going to be talking about today, again, is creativity in the workplace. And uh, we'll talk about a little bit of um, what it is, why it's important, and um, also to talk about a little bit about creativity and innovation. So creativity, one of the biggest reasons that it's so important and why you do want to pay attention to not only are you being a more creative person and how do you stimulate that, but how do you do that with your team? How do you do that with you know, the, the group under you or the group you work with or your organization or your company. And it really doesn't matter what size of company you're in. The creativity is huge. Um, a couple of reasons as to why this is. is one, as a lot of you know, I mean, there's so many books out, out on this, is that we, because we're becoming so global, that we, we're competing on a global side. And now these, you know, other countries that we are competing with they are becoming really creative. They're excited. They're very entrepreneurial. And that we are competing now against, you know, others who are coming in. I mean, even if you're the first person to create, you know, a, um, an idea or a certain product, you can't just launch that and then sit on your laurels and think everything's going to be great. You've just created this great product and you're good to go. You know somebody's going to be right behind you making it better. So if you're not willing to get creative and, and to cannibalize your own product and keep making it better, somebody else is going to. Okay, so that's one reason for us to be really creative within the workplace. Um, another reason for creativity within the workplace, too, is going to be the, the environment ourselves. You know, we want to work in an environment where we are constantly challenged, where we can step up to the plate, where we can take some ownership and be creative around things. Um, so as we talk about creativity, one thing I do want to make a distinction between is creativity and innovation. So creativity, and I'm coming from this from an academic side. So creativity in the academic world, for the most part, means coming up with new ideas. And that's what we're going to be diving into today. How can we do that? How can we stimulate that? Where innovation tends, we use that in the academic world usually when we're talking about implementing ideas. And so there, they are two different things. I mean, you do need to be creative to be able to innovate, 
But there is a distinction between creativity and innovation. Okay, so how am I doing so far, Benny? Does this make sense? I think you're doing great. It's for, you know, for me, the creativity uh, value of my uh, producing, like if you want to use for example, I'm really good at like a think tank. Uh, that's my strategy. That's usually where I come from. If you sit me alone or, or you know, just hey, say, hey, come up with this idea, yeah, you're going to get nothing from me. <laughs> I, I work better, though, in the setting of multiple multiple people in the same room and bouncing ideas, and then all of a sudden it'll explode into something, like, you know, magnificent. That's where I, I think my true uh, uh, creativity comes comes forth. Nice. You like the collaboration of other people and mm-hmm. throwing the ideas around and letting it grow from there. Yes. Nice. And a lot of people do. I mean, that's one of the reasons why we, I mean, we're, we're we're social beings, you know, and that's how ideas come up is when we're sharing ideas with others and they're adding to it. And, yeah, the creativity side is huge. So I'm curious, though. Don't you ever have, like, ideas while you're in the shower? Yeah, I guess I do. I don't really act on them that much. And then, uh, you know, I'm usually busy, you know, trying to keep my hair from falling out. So, you know, I'm just <laughs> kidding. It's inside joke. Awkward. Um <laughs> Yeah, but you know, I, you're right, but I and I don't really do much about it though. If I do, it's just like, yeah, I guess I could write it down. Maybe I should start. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to talk about that. All right, maybe. let's that's do it. Exactly. Okay, that's awesome. All right, so going back to creativity and innovation, so we're going to be talking about creativity today. Innovation, we're actually going to save that for another show. I know, but I'm teasing you there. But how do you implement those ideas and productivity? And um, we're going to be saving that one for another show. So. Now that we understand why creativity is so important, you know, and, and also a couple other things I want to just touch on when we're talking about why creativity is so important. There's a couple of good books that really, if you're kind of like, yeah, no, I'm my my business is just fine and we're doing good, or what, and or no, I don't need to be a creative person. I would highly recommend that you take a look at a couple of different books. One would be, and it's a little intense. Um, so take it with a grain of salt, but um, The End of Power. Um, that book is by um, Moses, or uh, I think I'm saying it right, Moses' name. And that one is a really good one. It's helping you understand, too, uh, not only why it's important for your, for your company, but also for you yourself, of how you're going to become an old um, dried-up commodity if you can't keep being creative. And then the same, uh, kind of a... a a more popular one probably because The End of Power just came out like within the last year is Why Nations Fail is another great book and it's by Robinson and uh, is this other gentleman's last name is I'm going to try it I, I know I'm not going to say it right but I'm going to say Ace uh, Akmagalan Akmagalu um, anyway the the way nations, or why nations fail, is again really talking about one of the the most empowering things that we as a country have had is our again innovation and our ability to take ideas and actually bring them forward. And we're kind of losing some of that. And then another one, if you're wanting to spark your creativity, is Creativity Inc. Um, that's written by Ed Cantwell, and he was the, one of the co-founders with Pixar. And so there's all kinds of books out there on creativity. But again, if you're trying to understand, well, why is this something that's important and what, what, why is this something I should pay attention to, I would highly recommend those books. Okay, so what is creativity? Going into creativity then is we're thinking about 
you know, creativity is, is like, like you were saying, well, I have to get around people for it to happen, and that's totally fine. It doesn't mean you have to be this amazing artist or this amazing person that thinks of creative ideas all the time. That is not what I'm saying. So creativity really is something, it's just a, it's one being willing to talk about new ideas, being willing to get with other people and throw some ideas in. It's creativity also to foster it is, is having a space that you feel safe to be able to throw ideas out. Um, being creative can really just mean being open to change. Uh, a lot of people kind of lose their creativity when they get stuck in their routines and their habits. And that's really easy to do because we're human beings. We want our routines. We want to have things to say. And we really do resist against change for the most part. And so being creative means opening that up and being willing to take more risks. Um, We'll talk a little bit about where creativity comes from, but I know some people don't, again, going back to they don't feel like they're a creative person, that, that oh, those are just for the people in, like, R&D or marketing or those creative fields. Um, no, they're actually very much in, you know, people who are programming and managers and engineers. I mean, everybody needs to be somewhat creative. And, it's, I, mean, I mean, Biddy, you're even, I'm sure, having to be creative in what you're doing, too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's pretty much what I do on a daily basis. And there are times where I no longer want to be creative, and that would be uh, when I leave. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to put blocks together. However, with my boys and Legos, I'm still being creative there, too. You're so cool. That's ah, so fun you. that you love Legos. Well, my yeah. son was so into Legos, too. I'll never, I'll never not love them. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, well, now we know who maybe we can bequeath our Lego inheritance to if my son ever is willing to let go of them. Hey, I'm your number one call. <laughs> let me know. <laughs> All right, awesome. You know, but Legos is a great way. I mean, that when of we course. go into mm-hmm. how you can even create an environment right. to foster creativity. Legos are wonderful. Um, because part of it, and that's why I was even thinking about you, Benny, in your, in your profession I was thinking about you because, or in creativity. Because really, creativity is the ability to shift from our left brain to our right brain. You know, so the left brain is all the logical things that we need to do. So I'm thinking about you and how you're having to watch the show, monitor things, and cue things up, and da da da. But in the meantime, you can totally switch over to the right brain and then have these conversations. You know, so I think you're a great example of being able to shift and to be creative then, in that sense. Oh, thank you. And I, and I agree with you. And it's, I, I mean, again, I love being creative on that particular level too because of course you know let's t- of course keep stay with the the lego uh situation as far as you know they give you instructions on how to build things and once i usually like kind of get into building certain things i realize wow i can make this a little bit different or change it up the style and of course my boys love it because then they just like they kind of see where dad's going with it and then they start making their own little mini versions of it so i kind of like that and of course it's um you're it's a parenting thing it's a learning thing you're teaching them and uh, you just want to keep uh, watching them evolve. Yeah. And, you know, you make me think about, too, because you have the two boys. And between the three of you, do you find that there's even a difference in how you guys approach it? So, for example, you, you just get the Lego set. And is there, like my son, 
he would want to approach it where he puts it together first, he uses the instructions, uh-huh. and that's just kind of what you have to do because you have to follow the instructions. And then he allows for total creativity to pull it apart, add new things. Or are you the kind like, oh, just throw the instructions away and we're just going to get into it? Uh, I will say I like to build it all in once just to make sure all the pieces are there so that I don't get frustrated. <laughs> Good point. And, and then I build it back on something different. But I, I'll still continue to build and rebuild the same thing over and over again. That's just I like the interaction between me starting with nothing and, and finishing it and it's, you know, the sense of accomplishment. And I think that yeah. it works every day in my life and for a lot of people, you know. Uh, yeah. Especially for like, you know, with my little uh, Volkswagen project over the years, you know, I've, I bought a 1977 rabbit and I completely stripped it down and, and made my own little car out of it. But it's my own vision of having a larger motor in it with nothing else in it, you know, and, and I, it's now, you know, worthy enough to be driven, which is great because I've learned a lot from, you know, online and, and going to shows and talking to, you know, old Volkswagen guys and, you know, I learned a lot to now build my own car and out of, you know, a little bit of a model, but uh, to pl- it's, like I said, a sense of accomplishment, and I love it. Nice. And that's also then both of those mm-hmm. are your, are your, and it's just your creative outlets, too, where you right. can be creative. Okay, so go back, but what about your kids? Have you noticed them, like, does one of them really want to do it differently? Like, Dad, do we have to do the instructions? Can we just, like, play with it? You know, they're five, so it's kind of a daily thing, maybe like an hourly thing. They kind of go back and forth and change between the instructions or doing their own. Again, we'll make something in particular, let's just say, like a little truck or something, and then they'll destroy it or or take some parts off of it and then add their own little pieces to it. And then after a while, they're like, we want the original one back. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's fun because they're enjoying it. They're seeing what they can stick to it. And, you know, that's what the vision is all about. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so part of why I was kind of digging there a little mm-hmm. bit is, again, creativity is different for everybody, you know? And, and so for some of us, it may be kind of stirred and stimulated from the left brain of, okay, what do we have here? Let's put it together. Let's, let's play with the logical side of it. And it then moves over into the right brain. Some other people are great at flipping back and forth between right and left. And others just purely need to be in the right and, and don't want, they almost like their art or their creativity is stifled when they bring in too much logic. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of interesting to notice, especially like with your kids or with people that you work with, of what do they need in their environment? You know, do they need some logic or do they need just total chaos and play? <laughs> and so that'll help. Um, okay, so I think we're getting close to having to take a break here. So when we come back then, and again, welcome to the, Misha Rouser show if you just tuned in and we are talking about creativity today and when we come back from this break we're going to talk about then some ways to stimulate creativity in other people sound good? sounds good we'll be right back with more from Misha So effective leadership isn't something that just happens. It takes time and effort. Misha Rouser, master coach, organizational psychologist, and successful entrepreneur has developed a concentrated series of courses to help you become your best as a leader and professional. 
Explore your leadership style, become a communications master, and learn to plan strategically in order to make better decisions. You'll learn emotional intelligence, team building, change management, and other skills for personal success, such as conflict resolution. There's a great leader inside you to be unlocked. Make the commitment to become a well-rounded, intelligent leader. Show the world around you that you are ready to lead. Log on to MishaRouser.com. That's MishaRouser.com to learn more. It's the Leadership Development Series. Your first step toward professional excellence begins at MishaRouser.com. In a time of deep political and social divisions, Humanities Washington helps communities connect, understand, and learn from each other through lectures, discussions, and literary events based in the humanities. Throughout the state, each year, Humanities Washington hosts programs that dive deep into current issues, giving context and new perspective through the lens of history, literature, poetry, and philosophy. Each event emphasizes in-person conversation away from the distraction and partisanship of the online environment. Join us for Think and Drink events at Naked City Brewery in Seattle's Greenwood neighborhood or Engine House Number 9 in Tacoma to discuss current issues and ideas. Or you can also visit your local library or cultural organization to hear speakers on a wide range of topics from the role of women in shaping Washington state politics to the meaning of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Or hear original short stories from Northwest authors in the fall at Humanities Washington's Bedtime Stories event. Go to humanities.org to learn more and to find an event near you. Hi, this is Misha, host of the Misha Rouser Show, heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on Alternative Talk 1150. If you want to overcome obstacles in your career, become an effective leader, and increase productivity while still having fun, tune in and learn, laugh, and be challenged. I've helped thousands leap over their professional hurdles, and I can help you too. Join me for the Misha Rouser Show, Tuesdays, 9 a.m. That's Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on Alternative Talk 1150. 1150kknw.com. It's why they invented the internet. We think Alternative Talk, 
Um, that call-in number is 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569. Um, you're welcome to call in or you can send me an email with any questions, and I would love to answer some of those on the show for you. Okay, so moving forward then, how to create a, an environment that will stimulate creativity. Uh, you know, one of the things, like Benny, that you, you had talked about, mm-hmm. collaboration is huge. And being able to stimulate an environment with where people can freely bounce ideas off of one another, how they can um, have the freedom to be able to come up with ideas. And really probably one of, there's a couple things that you need to keep in mind when we're talking about stifling creativity and or fostering creativity. So creativity is something that needs to have an environment where one, people feel safe. Um, And what I mean by that is they need to be able to feel safe to fail, you know, to make mistakes, to come up with an idea that maybe isn't the best. Um, Because that's how we learn. You know, um, even when we're brainstorming back and forth with each other or throwing in ideas, not all ideas are good ideas, but maybe there's a portion of those that we can use. So when we're talking about then, you know, the creative side and and brainstorming and how to do all of that, so that's one aspect. of. uh, And I have some tips here in just a moment that I'll go into on how you can help that. So one aspect that we really want to think about is that do the others around me feel safe? Um, and sometimes, too, in our workplace, this could be another big one, is we just don't have time for creativity. Um, I call it like getting, getting caught up in that whirlwind where we are so just trying to get through our to-do list, trying to put out all the fires of everything that's urgent out there, that we have no time to be creative. And that's... That, that, that's devastating for an organization and unfortunately a lot of us are in that mode and so how do we as individuals, how do we as an organization create space where we can separate ourselves and kind of pull our heads out of the weeds and take a breath and say okay, what do I need to be doing here? What you know? Where can I bring some creativity in and how can I go about doing what I'm doing a little better? All right, so that's a second one that sometimes will keep us from being able to be creative. Um, another one I had mentioned earlier is kind of when we get stuck in our own frame of mind and we don't want to expand our mental models. We don't want to change. Um, I know some of you are probably thinking, yeah, I know somebody that works just like that. You know, they just are stuck in their box. So they don't want to come out of their box. Yeah, you know, that happens. Um, I'm being sure that never happens to you. No, never. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and especially, you know, like you guys too, you guys have a lot of creative around you. You're with a lot of creative people, so you probably don't run into that as often as some people in some organizations do. Yeah, it depends on the day, I'm going to say. I mean, you're going to have, you know, some days will be compared differently than others, so I think it's just kind of like the way it rolls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and some people, I don't know, maybe this is just me, but, you know, they're kind of the Eeyores. You know, you think of Winnie the Pooh, and they're kind of the negative, the, you know, 
Negative Nancy's or yeah, Debbie Downer, Don Downer. Yeah, those guys. We don't like them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so we have some of those, and you know, and every organization does. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean though that they aren't creative. We just got to kind of need to pull them out of the little cloud that they're under. Um, so again, you know, and, and and then to be honest, there are some people who really in, in the organization they are just they're just buying their time. They're waiting to retire. They're waiting, you know, or whatever. They're very much happy and content with what they're doing, and so don't rock the boat. And that's okay. But for those of you who are, you know, in an organization and trying to stimulate creativity, don't waste your time with them. You know, then spend more of your efforts with the people who are creative, who do want to interact and, and do want to engage. And, you know, a lot of times then maybe, you know, the yours will come around and such. But if they don't, then that's totally okay. So don't get sucked into spending all your time trying to convert them over to be more creative. Okay. So now we kind of know, okay, what do we need? So we need trust. We need space. We need... Um, to get people to think outside of their box. And we all know that. Now, the harder question is, okay, well, how do I do that? Um, I, the, one of the biggest questions I have or, or challenges I hear from other people is, you know, they'll have, you know, management or the team lead or somebody will come in and, and like, I hear this a lot from project managers and they'll, you know, the, they'll, their group will come together and they're so trying to engage their group and to create, you know, let's be creative and, you know, we're stuck with the, the move let's figure out ideas and brainstorm and the team is just like nah yeah they're just they're they're burnt out or they're just not engaging and it's hard for one person to come into that meeting and try to just turn on the switch and and make room for creativity so here's one thing that you may want to seriously think about is think of there's a number of things you can do one of them being is what we call priming in the academic world, but we hear it more and more now in the you know out in the field because more and more people are having to use these these skills and techniques to be able to generate creativity. And so, what priming means is it's so hard. We were mentioning earlier, it's so hard for some people where we are are so stuck in our left brain all day long. It feels like. And we rarely get time to engage that right brain. And it is hard to make the switch over. It's hard to just relax and get our head out of the wheel, uh, I'm sorry, out of the weeds, to start thinking about, oh, okay, how can I be more creative? So priming is a way to start to transition people away from being in their left brain into their right brain. Okay, and how that can work. And so, Vinny, I was actually hoping you could kind of play with me on one of these. Do you, you want to do that with yeah, me? Yeah, let's go for it. I'm here. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Okay. One of these timing techniques that I will do in my class to show others how they can do this is um, I'll come, I'll have, I'll put to the class, and again, you can even do this with your team, but I'm just explaining this one thing. You can take it, use it exactly how it is, or use a variation of it, but it'll give you an example of what a priming can look like. And so what I'll do is that let's say then, let's pretend that, Benny, you and I, we have to come up with, um, we need to brainstorm some ideas because something isn't working. And so it's so hard to just like, okay, sit down, all right, let's start thinking about that. Instead, mm-hmm. what we can do is use a different question to brainstorm around. And if you can think of a question that will take people into their right brain, 
then that's even more powerful. So, for example, so Benny, I'm just going to totally, usually I have a group of people and other people that you can work with, and knowing you like to collaborate, mm-hmm. and you don't have anybody to collaborate with, I totally get that. But here's my question. I'm going to let you kind of play with this a little okay. bit. This right. will be the question that I would throw to the group. Is to think of as many ways as possible, so it's just a brainstorming, as many ways as possible to answer this question, and then I would usually ask them, too, so not only do you think of as many ways, but also try to, you know, because I'll, I'll tell people I like to judge, I'm competitive, I'll also say, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rank you on that, or, you know, say who wins with the most ideas, and then who also maybe comes up with the most creative ideas. And now here's the question. So, Benny, off the top of your head, what, would, what does a cat, meow, a kitty cat, and a refrigerator, you know, that you keep food in, what do they have in common? Off the top of my head? Yeah. They sound the same. They purr alike. Okay, they purr. Okay, good. Uh, see if you can come up with a few more. I'll give you like 15, 30 seconds. Uh, <laughs> they, they last about the same time. They have long lives. They're nine lives in versus... Uh, okay. Yeah, how, the longevity of, you know, the equipment in itself. Um uh, I don't know. See, this is what I'm saying. Like, I would then in this point – see, I'm going to jump out of it. I would then start trying to label each of the elements per item. Like a cat has these qualities and – what is the refrigerator? That's the other yeah. qualities. Uh, let's see. They keep running. They never stop. Nice. Uh, okay, come up with one more and then I'll let you off the hook. So much pressure. <laughs> Um, it's so funny. I, I really, I don't play. I know people are laughing. Like, really, Benny? Like, really? <laughs> no. This is but like I, I said. This is why I'm not good at this. I never have been. No, this is perfect. All right. And all right. I love too how you said. Okay, those were like you came up with two or three right off the bat. They're like, mm. and then you still want to jump back in your left brain. And then I want to, you know, categorize out. So what are all the features of the cat? Right. What are all the features of a refrigerator? Mm-hmm. And so that is exactly, you modeled perfectly, this is what we do. Okay. And, and so when we're brainstorming, one of the things that's great about the cat and the refrigerator is when you get people together and talking about it. So, I mean, one, it's totally right bright. I mean, it's goofy. There is no lot. There's, you know, there's not many similarities, you know, other than people do come up with, you know, the ones like they purr, I like that one, and <laughs> they come up with long lives. But what will happen is over time, once you can start talking and you're laughing, well, now you become more relaxed. You know, you're no longer, you, whatever was on your mind before you came into that meeting is probably off your mind now. And you're more relaxed, and you can kind of, you know, stimulate more ideas. And by the way, so if you use that one, um, a lot of them that I would, because remember I was saying I would, I would uh, kind of, I'm competitive. So I would say come up with as many as you can and come up with maybe, the, and I'm also going to want the most creative, you know, I'll, I'll judge for the most creative. And a lot of them, come, a lot of people do come up with some pretty creative stuff. Mm-hmm. But i got to share that if you do this, the most creative one I've ever heard, it's a really kind of sad and it's really kind of really bad. But anyway, it's, the one person told me one time, well, you can find them both dead on the side of the road. Oh, <laughs> that's 
terrible, but it's kind of true. <laughs> I told you it's horrible, but it's good. Yeah, see, I don't think my brain can get go to that area, <laughs> but I, I completely agree. Yes, it's kind of true. Um, in some areas, I haven't seen too many refrigerators broken down the side of the road. Usually they're in like our, you know, um, oh, we have our, not landfills, our uh, transfer stations here. In Seattle, yeah, well, so. you don't live where we live. There's yeah, okay, so kind of there, maybe it's the same. The in, side yeah. Of the road. yeah, maybe it's yeah. the same in other areas. So, <laughs> so I, okay, I'll, I'll give a, I'll give pretty good creative points on that one. It's pretty good. Yeah, I thought that was. I'm like, oh yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now let me summarize. In okay, that is an idea of finding, mm-hmm. and so there's a couple things that come out of that. So one is just throwing out some kind of question, getting them to talk about something that will. First of all, separate them from work. Um, so, for example, I had another group. Um, there was this was um, a, a, two nurses. They were charged with creating, helping to change, create, create, foster an, an environment of creativity and change with with all of their nurses. And this was just prior. This is probably about two years ago, where the whole industry, you know, the medical industry was changing, and they were really, it was just a very negative atmosphere, you know, their budgets were being cut back, people weren't able to afford care anymore, so the patients are cranky, you know, everybody's just cranking, it was hard to come up with, okay, how are we going to create a positive work environment, and what they used to prime one of the conversations was just to start a, a conversation around Okay, let's go back to when, you know, go back to when you first decided you wanted to be a nurse. Why? Why did you want to do that? And they would then go around the room and let everybody share, you know, what was it? What brought you to nursing? And what was it that drew you to this? And what came out of that then is when it got people to remember why this was important to them. And a lot of them, it was because I wanted to help others. And then after they were able to kind of create that environment and relax and feel like they're now in this trusting space and they've kind of connected with why is this important, then you can go to the next question of, okay, well, how can we still do that? You know, how can we still care for others, you know, knowing all these limitations that we have right now? And so it's also a sense of appreciative inquiry. How can we keep moving forward? Um, so that's what you're wanting to try to create when you're, brain, when you're um, priming, is, is create some type of transition. Just don't dive in there and say, okay, we're going to all get together, and I want to come up with as many ideas of how we can better serve the client. Okay, they're still spun up. They're still in their workplace. So, so finding that transition. And then one more thing real quick that I'd like to share about um, if you do a brainstorming is also research has found that when we do brainstorming, if you start with the individuals themselves coming up with a list of ideas by themselves, you know, give them like a minute, two minutes, depending on how deep or how big the issue, the question is, um, and then have them get with one other person and share ideas and brainstorm and then bring that into the group that research has consistently found that the quality of the things that come up in, up in the group will greatly improve over if you just said, okay, let's all just start brainstorming. So kind of a little little thing there for you to keep in mind. Okay, so that, those are some ideas um, about what you can do to foster a creative environment. 
And then also when we come back from this break, we do need to take a quick break. We're going to go into then, okay, how can you also stimulate your own creativity? And I think so we should are, definitely touch base. I hate to interrupt you there, Misha. Uh, what your comparison and thought bank was on cats versus refrigerators. I think that's only fair. <laughs> you might need to okay. have some answers for everybody when we come back to all right, sounds good. All right, so we're going to take this quick break. Dynamic careers in organizations require dynamic thinking. Success is measured in terms of positive, productive, meaningful workplaces. Misha Rouser, master coach, organizational psychologist, and successful entrepreneur, has helped thousands become more confident in their leadership and professional abilities. Misha's years of research and private practice have given her the tools to help you or your organization improve performance. Log on now to learn more about coaching, consulting, or training with Misha Rouser at MishaRouser.com. That's M-E-I-S-H-A-R-O-U-S-E-R.com. Why is Connor having trouble focusing in school? Having trouble finding Connor's middle school? Would you like directions? No. Why is Connor having trouble focusing in school? Finding lowest airfare to Istanbul. No, I'm, I'm tired of fighting with him over homework. Home, walk, restaurant. Need a review? No, I need help. He's very smart, but his mind wanders. He's disorganized. I think I understand. Oh, good. Finding best potatoes for French fries. No! Russet, fingerling, Yukon gold. Why don't you understand me? Sorry, I was trying to show how Connor feels every day. Frustrating, isn't it? Redirecting to understood.org. For the one in five kids with learning and attention issues, this is what life can feel like. Explore understood.org, a free online resource about learning and attention issues designed to help your child thrive in school and in life. Understood.org, because understanding is everything. Brought to you by understood.org and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Misha, host of the Misha Rouser Show, heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on Alternative Talk 1150. If you want to overcome obstacles in your career, become an effective leader, and increase productivity while still having fun, tune in and learn, laugh, and be challenged. I've helped thousands leap over their professional hurdles, and I can help you too. Join me for the Misha Rouser Show, Tuesdays, 9 a.m. That's Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on Alternative Talk 1150. Tell your friends the place to be is Alternative Talk, to the Misha Rouser Show, everybody, and this is Misha, and today we are talking about creativity. 
And before I share with all of you some of my ideas about the cat in the refrigerator. Oh, <laughs> I wanted it right now. That's okay. We'll make, we'll make them wait. We'll make them wait. Yes, I do <laughs> want to make sure to say a couple of things. Is Again, so remember, all of these shows, they are recorded. Mm-hmm. And so you can download past shows and you can listen to them multiple times. Um, you can do that from my website at MishaRouser.com. And also, you can always um, subscribe to the podcast as well on iTunes. And again, and especially in the next um, week, because of the uh, the shows being loaded on iTunes within the last week, um, the way that, as from what I've read, the way they do their like search engine optimization, if if, if you could get in there and take a look at them, and if you listen to one, you really like it, please do leave. Um, ideally a five-star rating, but leave a review. That would be fabulous. That's what's really going to help bring the show to the attention of the algorithm within iTunes, which will then bring it to the attention of of the public so that other people can also find the show. So I would greatly appreciate it if you could take the time to do that. And again, it's really easy to do. You just click on the little star, or if you want to write one or two sentences, and, and I can find them, I will... Definitely do a call out to everybody on the show who is able to do that and share that. And again, remember if you have any questions of any on any topics, please send them to me as well. Um, you can send that do that through my website at nisharouser.com. Okay, so Benny, yeah, actually the the purring one is a very popular one. Okay, good. Um, yeah, I've done this in front of literally thousands of people I've used it. So it's hard. I was telling Betty, it's hard. I don't remember mine because I've heard so many others. But the sure, more popular ones. you know, mm-hmm, <laughs> conveniently. Mm-hmm. I see where you're going with that. No, it's totally fine, totally fine. Okay, well, I'll share with you some of the more popular and some of the more creative really quick. Okay. Is, um, they both hold food. Yeah, I was thinking about that one, but then that one was too easy. So I was trying to, like yeah. I said, I was fighting my own brain on trying to come up with something more creative. I really was. Oh. See what I'm saying? Okay, so like, me up. Okay, okay, we can come back to it. Like, it's well, easy to say, like, milk. Yeah, they both contain milk, or like milk. They hold yeah. they hold milk. But I'm like, that's not creative enough. So that's why I was trying to do, with like, the purring thing. Oh. Okay, okay, so, Vinny, we'll, okay, we'll so perfect. You nailed it. So let, let, <laughs> let me talk about that just okay, for a okay, second. Okay. Because notice, when I did this, I, in the very beginning, my... You know, I said, okay, I'm going to be, you know, and I would judge the, the group on two things. Who could come up with the most? How many? You know, so the, you know, how many could come the, the quantity? Who can come up with the biggest quantity? And then I also said, I'm going to judge on quality. Mm-hmm. And who could come up with the best quality? And it, since there was actually some um, research that was, I, I, here, i got to be honest with this. I don't know if this is a fable or if this is research. Um, the book that this came out in is called The Art and Fear by David Bale, um, which is a great book, uh, especially around creativity. And um, he was talking about, so the ceramics instructor, he gives his, his crew or, you know, the, the class at the beginning of the semester, he tells them, okay, I'm separating you the class in half. And so half of the class, you guys, your grade is going to depend on the number of ceramic pieces you make. The more pieces you make, the better grade you're going to get. On the other group, they said, okay, you guys, I'm going to grade you on the quality. I, it's not the quantity. I want good quality. Again, just like you said, Benny, it's like, oh, when you were feeling that little pressure, well, that wasn't good enough of an idea. So, you know, you're trying, you're, you're almost 
sabotaging yourself trying to come up with a better idea, something that has better quality. Does that sound right? It does, and maybe that's also because you didn't let me – okay, because there might have not been a boundary scenario. So if I was thrown into like a room with a whole bunch of people, it would have been like, okay, cat and refrigerator, ideas, comments, blah, 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 go. And then so then it's just like a – it's just like everyone just has <laughs> diarrhea at the mouth or something like that. You know what I mean? But for, yeah. for me, I felt like I needed to come up with something a little more creative, obviously, a little more uh, narrowed down and not so cheesy. Maybe. So you're right. I was sabotaging my own brain. That's not good. Yeah. So this is what we have found that we do. So going back to the class. Okay. Is that the, the, the students who actually had to create the most ceramic pieces, mm-hmm. many of them came up with some of the best pieces okay. quality-wise versus the other students who were sitting there they're, and they're theorizing about what would be that perfect piece and how do I put that perfect piece together. So what happens is we tend to learn, like creating Legos. Oh, this piece isn't going to work. This piece isn't going to work. The more you engage, the more you, you play with it and give yourself room even for failure, then that's where you're going to come up with actually a better product. Okay. All right. So kind of interesting. Uh Okay, so keep that in mind, too, especially for those of us, I'm one of those, for those of you out there who tend to be the perfectionists, who tend to have kind of the analysis paralysis, where you have have to think it all through, and you got to have it all perfect before you actually start doing something with it. We have found over and over again that is not the most productive way to move forward. That is not, that is, not the best way to create or to stimulate creativity. It does work, but we have also found just start taking the initiative. Just start creating. Just start coming up with ideas. Out of that, then, is usually where then the big, like, oh, my God, that's the nice one. Okay. Um, so a couple others, real quick on the cat, because I, I am going to finish that. A couple others that I've heard of, some creative ones. Uh, just one more I wanted to add in there is in Sometimes I love how people, not everybody will do this, but occasionally somebody will say they both have A in their name. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, outside of the box. Mm-hmm. Love that one. Okay, so that's what we're saying about, you know, thinking outside of the box. What are all the different perspectives and ways that you can look at it? And where, Vinny, where you're saying then that some people are really great at thinking outside of the box. Other people get that when they're in an environment with other people and they can share it. Because then your your ideas can start building from each other and you can start looking from different perspectives. Right, 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 right. Okay, so now what can you do for yourself to stimulate your own creativity? Um, this And I call these uh, the moments of MOB, moments of brilliance. Actually, I gotta, I take, I'm taking that from a client. I'm borrowing it from one of my clients. Because she would share with me that she, she traveled quite a bit. She was a vice president and so when she was like, she loved airplane time. Because airplane time, she's like, I always come up with an MOB, a moment of brilliance. And so what's happening there, and this is one of the reasons I wanted to talk about creativity when I was here in Hawaii, is when we can kind of shut down, you know, shut down that left, left brain and stop the chatter and just relax, that's where creativity fosters its flows. That's why I was asking you, Benny, about, don't you have an idea sometimes when you're in the shower? 
a lot of times we have ideas in the shower because we're our brains on autopilot. Mm-hmm. Same thing with driving home. You know, sometimes our brain is on autopilot, and all of a sudden now there's this chatter that usually is there all the time is gone, and now these ideas can bubble up finally. They've right. been there, but they just can't bubble up with mm-hmm. all the chatter of the left brain. Yeah, learn, yeah, you, well, totally. You got to learn to shut it off, but sometimes it's harder. It's harder to, or what is it? Harder said than done, or it is. It's mm-hmm. harder. It's easier said than easier done. said than done. Thank you. Totally. And so everybody who you know now this goes in the academic world to the you know professional coaches and consultants and so forth. And when we are working with leaders and we're working with individuals. One of our biggest things is we're always telling people, you have got to take time out. You know, and so for leaders especially, what I'll tell any of my managers, supervisors, anybody, you know, entrepreneurs, whatever, you need to be taking time out. And, and to me, I emphasize, I like to see, okay, once a month at least, taking a day off to just be creative, to just sit in that space of creativity. And, and there's, you're not going through a to-do list. You're just allowing creativity to emerge. You're maybe brainstorming some ideas of, okay, you know, here are some things I need to do, but I'm not sure how to do it. Brainstorm ideas around it, and then maybe just sit and contemplate, listen to some good music, and just see what kind of ideas start to come out of that. Go for walks, that type of thing. Okay, so once a month doing that, every week you should be looking at your week and sitting down and thinking, you know, taking maybe 15 minutes to a half hour of looking at the upcoming week and then also sitting and, you know, okay, what needs to happen? What, what, what else, what am I missing here? You know, get your head, your head out of the weeds, get to that 50-foot view. And then every day you should also be stopping. And ideally I tell people to start your day with 10 or 15 minutes just being quiet. You know, look at what do you need to do today, what are some of your things on your agenda, and then just be quiet. And just sit and, okay, here, here's my intention for the day. And what are some things, you know, to, to allow some creativity to happen? So one, we got to learn how to create those moments of brilliance. And for me, it's like coming to Hawaii, um, which I don't get to do very often. But <laughs> this should be a tax write-off. Totally, Betty. We, I'm thinking about tax. We should be able to write off our our vacations because it's, it's been a fifth part. Yeah, I sense a lot of creativity happening there on the islands. I'm just jealous. <laughs> Totally. Okay, so I'm obviously not going to be able to get into everything, but what, here's uh, but I am going to pass on though some good books because the things that will keep us from getting creative. One is going to be we just don't create the space for it. Okay, so we went into that. How do we create more of that space? That's where we're seeing so so many more leaders getting into mindfulness because they're starting to realize mindfulness is where you stop the chatter in the mind. You kind of take that 50-foot perspective, and you look down, and you're saying, okay, what is going on? You know, you, 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 it's learning how to stop the chatter so that these other things, these other ideas can percolate up, or these other things that are in, on your awareness can percolate up, and you can take notice of them. Perfect. Okay, so that's one of them. Another one is also fostering your own creative genius. I would highly recommend Melissa Gilbert. Um, her Big Magic book on Big Magic and she has a TED Talk again this is Melissa Gilbert who wrote Eat, Love, Pray Mm -hmm. love her ideas around um, stimulating creativity and the genius Um, okay so how are we doing Benny? well let's wrap it up we actually are ending the show 
Okay, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't sure if I was on time or it. not. So, everybody, again, thank you so much for listening to the Misha Rouser Show. We are live every Tuesday morning between 9 and 10 o'clock on KKNW 1150 in the Seattle area. Or you can also go to my website or to KKNW and um, live or stream the show live. Thank you for listening to the Misha Rouser Show on Alternative Talk 1150. Join Misha during this hour every week, Tuesdays, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m., as she takes you down a path toward achieving professional success while still having fun. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your colleagues. Misha helps people and organizations be successful, all while staying on a positive path. Tune in next week for the Misha Rouser Show.